Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Brad. My name is Miles. And welcome to the house. What's up, guys? It's Brad. It's Miles. Uh, welcome to the house. So I just want to give a quick shout out to DYSTnow.com for publishing my first ever article, uh, Buyer Beware, a guideline into NFL betting basics and traps. Congratulations. So, Miles, uh, thanks, dude. I'm super stoked. This is a dream come true. It's nothing crazy, but it's it's awesome. It's, and we got a big time little plug in there. Yeah, so. we did. We, uh, we, we do have our plug in there. So go check it out, guys. That's uh, DYSTnow.com. Uh, I'm there right on the front page. Well, having that said, let's uh, get right into some college football action. Okay, dude. I'm super excited. And I'll tell you that we're kind of getting used to starting uh, with the Big Ten because we seem to have a lot of uh, big games in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, we do. And uh, we have a pretty good rivalry game here. What game do you have for us? Michigan-Penn State. This oh. is the wideout. I'm excited for Happy this. Valley. Big time. And uh, I saw the line. Uh, it was at 10 to start the week. It looks like it's uh, Penn State minus 9.5. I think that's even better. Yep, as we stand right now. And... What I'm going to say right off the bat is that I like Penn State to win the game, okay. but I'm liking Michigan to cover. Okay, so you don't, you think Michigan what, – what would be your score prediction? 24-16 Penn State. 24-16. I, I have a different opinion. I think that Penn State's going to roll over Michigan. So just a fun fact for you, Michigan's allowing 172 rush yards per game. I think that's – what Shaquan Barkley's averaging himself. I know he's he's definitely not. He's at around 118 or something. But still, I think that Barkley's going to run all over Michigan. I'm looking at leading rushers okay. for Michigan this year. Number one overall defense in the country. Okay. And yes, uh, that if you, if you combine those yardages, we're looking at about 172. But just leading rushers uh, from their opponents this year, 13 yards, 44 yards, 62 yards, 18, 61, 68. I'm going to be really impressed if Saquon Barkley puts on a quote-unquote Heisman performance well, with the spotlight on One it. thing I have to add on that is um, one of those numbers you highlighted was from the Florida game who was not playing with their star running back. So they were playing with a backup running back. So that, they were. That, that skews the numbers. I think they went, that was like 11 yards or something in that game. It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had for you, I watched Penn State Northwestern earlier this year. Okay. And Northwestern proved that you can shut down Barkley with minus one total yards in the first half. Now, he went off in the second half. Yeah, I'm definitely. not discounting that. He did. I guess my point there was that uh, we've been shown that it can be done. Okay. Under Harbaugh, the Wolverines have never lost a road game by more than seven points. I love that stat. I didn't know that at all. And that was his his first game at Utah when they lost by exactly seven points. His only loss at Michigan by 10 or more, home or away, versus my Ohio State Buckeyes, 42-13. to 13. So only one time has Jim Harbaugh lost by more than 10. So you think this is going to be a close game? I do. Even even though O'Korn's playing like crap? Even though O'Korn's like crap. And uh, I had written down here that I don't want to talk about O'Korn. Uh, I don't want to talk about Trace McSorley. I just want <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk <laughs> about the fact. Not a McSorley fact. fan. Uh, you know, he's he's getting outshined right now. Uh, I mean, by, by he's Barkley. still throwing 266 yards a game. That's, and, so and that's big seems, numbers. He is. It seems no one's talking about him. But the problem with the way he throws the ball, it's all this dink and dunk, little small throws that end up big gains. And honestly, I, I don't think he's – going to be the difference maker i think it's going to be barkley and another thing that's going to hold michigan back in my opinion is michigan 
they're not productive. Their offensive line's bad, and their quarterback's bad, and everyone's calling to bring in Brandon Peters, but you're not going to bring in a redshirt freshman quarterback no. with a bad O-line. Well, and also and, not for this game. In a big game? No yeah, way. So Not in the wideout. I just want to throw this out here for you, Miles. Did you know, I, I, this was alarming when I found this out, that Michigan's defense is allowing more yards than their offense is give, is gaining. Wow. That's a huge stat. Yeah, I, it, think, yeah. I think that's it's that telling. alone right there. I'm going with Penn State minus nine and a half. All I, right. I think uh, this uh, Franklin versus Harborough matchup, this one Franklin covers. That would be a big revenge after that slaughtering that, in the 49 big 49 to 10? Yeah, oh, at my least God. last year. Yeah, that was terrible. All right, well, let's go ahead and switch gears to the other big game in college football. Okay. How about, Brad, we got USC Notre Dame as a big game. Woo. I am so excited for this game. I haven't seen uh, this be a big-time matchup since I was a kid. I mean, the Bush push is the last thing that I can remember. Oh, my God. That's back when Notre Dame was relevant last. Yeah. So we have Notre Dame minus four in this game okay. at home. And I've got Notre Dame covering. Easily. Yeah. I definitely have them covering easily, too. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, high-scoring game. I got 40-34. to 34. Yo, great Notre minds Dame. think alike. I have a high-scoring game as well. You have two explosive offenses. You have the fifth-best rushing attack out of Notre Dame, and you have USC who's averaging 477 yards per game. And bad defenses. Bad defenses. USC is 90th overall. No one wants to play defense, but I, I, I want to. my biggest thing is I want to see which Sam Darnold shows up. Is it Sam Darnold who's been throwing two picks a game? Or is it Sam Darnold last game who lit it up with zero picks and had a QBR of over 140? And that was a tough game uh, for USC last week. Comeback win against Utah from behind, yes. physical. And Notre Dame had a bye week Yeah, coming into this game. And I, I do like teams coming off a of bye week, especially when the player no one's talking about, the stud on the team, um, Josh Adams, is your best player. And... and you, you might say Wimbush is their best player. No, no. It's Josh Adams. I, I think he is... He's averaging he, nine yards a carry. Nine yards a carry. It's, it's something crazy. He's uh, averaging more yards than Barkley, more yards per carry than Barkley, and why is he not a front runner for the Heisman? Well, J.K. Dobbins is all, also has more yards than Barkley. Yeah, okay. You're, you're, you're right, but <laughs> I, think, I think it's just a household name at this point, and Josh Adams definitely should be there. And a healthy Wimbush. Yeah, definitely. And in this matchup, the Notre Dame-USC matchup, three out of the last four games that Notre Dame has had at home they've covered the spread yes so going with that as well they play well at home against USC yes and uh Notre Dame in all their wins um actually this is all their games but one they've covered in the one game they didn't cover they lost by one point to a freaking good Georgia team good good Georgia team like a scary good very could win the SEC if not they'll put up a good fight Last thing I'll say about this game, we have a midseason elimination game for oh, the yeah, playoffs. Definitely. Because whoever loses this, they're out. They're, they, there's no way they even squeak in. And whoever wins is looking good. That's a big mark on their resume. Big time. So uh, let's go over to my game. And <laughs> I don't even know if I could get these words out. But I just want you guys to know it is hate Tennessee week for me. <laughs> the game we're going to highlight is Tennessee at Alabama. It's the third Saturday in October. Oh, my God. Alabama's minus 34, and I'm going saving all the way. I'm not even thinking twice. Butch Jones, is he going to be out the door? He's going to be out the door after this game. Tennessee is bad. But the, the worst part about being bad is when you're playing against an efficient rushing attack. It's crazy. Alabama's averaging over 302 rushing yards per game. It's insane. It, right? this, it, it, and we haven't talked about Alabama this year yet no. and just how dominant 
that they've been over these these SEC teams. I, I think at points at point in time this year, it's it's almost boring to talk about Alabama because you, you know what's you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a good dose of running from three running backs coming out and your quarterback. So I'm going off a little history here. Okay, I have Bama not covering in this game. Oh man, I don't think that they're going to have to score many points to win this game. Yeah, and Saban is going to want to uh, get some younger guys some experience. Yeah. I'm thinking back to 2015. Okay. The last matchup in Tuscaloosa, I believe. The Vols entered that game 3-3. Three and three, Okay. And Bama won 19-14. Volunteers entering this game 3-3. Three and three. Somebody has to challenge them in the SEC, Brad. They can't just roll through this schedule. And if they I, do, it's unprecedented. I think the problem here is this is a one of the most electric offenses Alabama has had. They have never been able to run this. I mean, even if you look at the time when they had Eddie Lacy, Mark Ingram, uh, Derrick Henry, normally it was a one- or two-man show. This time, they can beat you anywhere on, with the legs of their quarterback and Jalen Hurts, um, with Bo Scarborough, their leading rusher, Damian Harris, who is averaging 112 yards per game. But wait, now it's time to give these guys a spell. We're up by 25 we're going to put in the number two back in the nation coming out, Najee Harris. It's, it's, I think it's almost impossible for them not to get blown out. And you did remember that uh, Georgia beat Tennessee 41-0. I do. Uh, Georgia rushed, that. Well, but they rushed for 294 yards in that game, 378 yards. I don't think Tennessee showed up for that game. I don't think they showed up, and I think that Alabama has a better rushing attack. Let me let me finish this. I want to finish the statement so you don't, don't confuse it because I think Georgia has two better – running backs than Alabama has, but Alabama collectively has a better rushing attack and a better offensive line. One thing I'm afraid of, too, for uh, Tennessee is how are they going to score? They won't. You don't think so? I got Bama winning this game 38-13. I just don't have Bama putting up that many points. Okay. Uh, hell, now that I'm looking at it, I'll be surprised if Tennessee puts up that many points. Yeah, but... I have Tennessee scoring 10. That's, uh... <laughs> I have right. my score predictions 55-10, and, you know, anything could happen. Bama's not not known for covering a lot, but this year they are starting to click on that second team and third team offense, and they've been getting some some good action and some good points. So uh, let's move this over. One game that I'm excited to talk about is the uh, South Florida and Tulane game, mainly because I love Charlie Strong. I, I want him to do well, and although this South Florida team is super undisciplined, they don't show up until halfway through the second quarter. They're six and zero, and they're they're so talented. They're they're amazing. Yeah, like Tice is Darius Tice is a beast. Quentin Flowers efficient, fast. Flowers has been as good as advertised. Yes, this year. Yes, leading and that offense. Even the games where no he started slow, people are like, "What's wrong with Flowers?" He's being efficient. He's doing what he has to do, and the defense is very underrated. Eleven and a half, I believe. Eleven and a half. Yes. I got South Florida covering easily. I got South Florida covering. I, I know that Tulane can put up some points. They've been competitive in the American Conference for the first time. Yes. This year. Yes, yes, they have. But I, I just I just don't see them stopping South Florida. Every single game South Florida has played, they put up at least 30 points. And that's even when they had seven points in the first half, was that three weeks ago? And they still ended up scoring 55 points. It's, it's insane. I remember because you were worried about that one, but they Yeah, they I had the over. And I had the over and I had the, the money line, and I was like, this sucks. South Florida's sucking, and they pulled it out. So my score prediction for this one is 45-28, and I think 28 might be generous, especially since Tulane's coming off a 23-10 loss versus FIU, and FIU is by no means a good program. 
No. I I have an easy cover here, 46-23, yeah. South Florida. Yeah, definitely. I think Quint Flowers and Tice are going to run it home. I like it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to our college football picks. Up next, we will have our NFL breakdown and underdogs of the week. So, guys, uh, now we're going to talk about some NFL football. I'm going to start this game. I'm going to start this off with talking about Carolina at Chicago. This line is still shocking me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. 3.5. Okay, I, I know Chicago pulled off the upset yesterday and they're at home. And they look better. They look like an improved team under Trubisky. We still have that good rushing attack. They were my winning dog last week. Oh, my God. But let's go ahead and put this out there. They look better under Trubisky. But I don't know if this is an accurate stat. I want I want to quote it accurately. I believe Trubisky's QBR is like in the 60s. Well, it doesn't need to be that high because the running game is so the good. The running game is great. And that's that's another thing I was going to say. I love, I love Cohen. I love Howard. But Carolina has a great D-line. And even if you look at the game versus Philly, Carolina got beat by the quarterback. They didn't get beat by the, by the running backs. I, I think they held LeGarrette Blunt. They they fed LeGarrette Blunt the ball. They held him under seventy yards. Yeah, they tried small in, the, in yeah, that game and, too, right? It just, yeah, it, it just wasn't working. It didn't work. That D line's too dominant. Yeah. And I, I think if Cohen goes off, Howard feeds off that energy. But I just don't see them creating much of a push with their own with their own offensive line. And Carolina played really well in that Thursday game. Philadelphia just showed up yeah man definitely. i mean th- this this is a really good carolina team and it's a, it's a bears team that still has a lot of work to do and I, this three this 3.5 really surprises it's me. weird i think it's an easy cover for carolina that's that's what i'm thinking too and and if you, if you look back at philly you take away the three interceptions by cam newton i think carolina's comfortable in that game and just dumb mistakes yeah gets him out of that game and cam might have been getting a little banged up but philly's d will do that to you i don't see the Bears secondary doing that. I, I mean, the only spark plug in that secondary so far is, is Eddie Jackson, and he's a rookie. So I, I don't know I don't know what they think they're going to do. My prediction here is 35-17. Yeah, I've got 28-21. Yeah, it's it's whatever. It's pish posh. I think they're going to cover it's a easily. Cover. Uh, this will be another 300-yard game for Cam Newton. He's had two of those, and I think this is going to be the third. So uh, let's go ahead and move over to another shocking line yeah can we just start here new orleans green bay yes can we talk about hunley i, I think he's terrible because yeah. <laughs> i mean it wasn't very promising from what i saw oh last week. my god and so all week i'm wondering who are they gonna sign i, I didn't think kaepernick would be a good fit but I, I was like who could they possibly be signing and then i just hear them saying huntley's our guy we have confidence in huntley how do you have confidence in a guy who's supposed to step in and lead the team and he throws three picks yeah, and he's got a lot of weapons. Oh, like he has. There's no excuse, right? Now, granted, he you know he had some time to prepare. That's got to be what we're accounting for here because this Saints offense is clicking. Oh yeah, it's it's firing all cylinders. Forty over forty points last game, and what no one's talking about is their defense. The last two or three games, they've been playing lights out, and I, I think that's because they got punched in the face enough times where they're like, we need a man up and ball and. Claiborne got his first pick of the season, which I'm a Claiborne fan just because any guy who struggles, I want them to turn it around, and that was a great pick. And this offense being led by Drew Brees is ridiculous. And is it just me, or I feel like no one's talking about Drew Brees? Because we're all talking about Brady. All talking about Brady. And granted, uh, Brady does have a higher total QBR, but Drew Brees has more yards, 
thirteen over thirteen hundred throwing yards, ten touchdowns, and only two interceptions. And what people are not saying is Brady barely threw the ball last game. Yeah. 122 rushing yards for Mark Ingram. Yo, and Ingram, I mean, with AP gone and the backfield cleared. He knew. He knew. He said, this is my team yeah. and this is the way it should be. I don't have to be worried. If I make a mistake, now he can run freely. Even though Kamara's back, they're two different, kind, two different kinds yeah. of running backs. And you got to give the Saints credit for making the right move by moving AP. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's the best thing they could do, especially I would have moved him the second he said, I'm not used to not getting the ball. Yeah. I mean, you, you you should have told him your philosophy. Yeah. He's To me, he was a distraction or a confusion. And then when they plugged him into the games, the teams are going to load the box because they knew he's not catching the ball in the backfield. He's either going to have a pass block or he's running the ball. I have another easy cover here, 38-17 New Orleans. Yep, I have 38-10. Uh, they'll steamroll him. And I, I don't see – I don't see that offense doing anything behind Huntley. Unless Jones or Montgomery break loose, then they're not scoring. Big time. Let's go ahead and uh, move on over here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals and everyone's favorite team, the L.A. Rams. (laughs) Jared Goff. Now, uh, before uh, we go into this game, I want to give a little shout-out to my boy Adam Jordan. Sent me a really interesting article this morning that I had to look at. It was basically a breakdown of all of the NFL teams' record against yeah. the spread, okay, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that's a great article. There was a couple uh, mismatches that I wanted to look at, and I had already liked this game. And lo and behold, Arizona one in five against the spread. Oh my! This really? Year. Last week against Tampa Bay yeah. was the only time this entire year they've covered the spread. You'd think that'd be crazy because Carson Palmer's throwing the rock over three hundred seventy throwing yards, right? Like, and it, yeah, I believe he's in the top five. Yeah, yeah, and passing, yeah, and. After the explosive performances we saw from this offense, they could be turning in the right direction. But what I'm saying is that that's not going to be repeated. No way. I mean, you had Palmer, Fitz, AP. Is this the year 2010? Or? Everyone just drank out of the fountain of youth or something. <laughs> right. like, there's no way that's happening again. And no way they can keep up that production. Absolutely not. Now, this is going to be a close game. I mean, I have the Rams covering at four. Okay. So 28-24 Rams. Oh, my God. I have 28-23. Oh, I thought we were going to have the same score. <laughs> that would have been That's so sick. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I definitely think Todd Gurley's going to uh, ball out on that on that D-line. The D-line's not terrible, but Todd Gurley's averaging 104 yards. He had one bad game, which skewed his numbers, and I don't think AP's going to do the two-touchdown performance again. And who would have thought that Goff and Gurley, they complement each other well? Oh, my God. Goff's eight touchdowns, three interceptions? That's like, impressive. That's, That's big improvement. Big improvement. And it's just fun to see. It's I love the young guys because you know that this team has a future. They're young all around. And the Rams impressed me last week. Uh, handled the Jaguars 27-17. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And uh, one thing that I also want to highlight in here, I think the over is good too. Uh, the, the over is 47.5. Okay. Um, a little fun fact for you is the Rams are 5-1 and one over their last six games for the over first teams in the NFC. I like that. Yeah, Good that's. So I definitely. I, I think I, that even might have you swayed my um, swayed my prediction, but I still think it's gonna the over is gonna hit. Gonna be your typical shootout, or it's gonna be a, a whomping, a thumping where we're like, wow, this Rams team is playing lights out. This could be a big statement for them. Uh, the only the only other thing I saw was that uh, Patrick Peterson was listed on the injury report. Yeah, I think he's still gonna go. Yeah, definitely. But. Uh, Thought that was a pretty big name, but other than that, man, I mean, that's this is this is another close cut. This is a close cover. close game, close For cover. Sure. 
but I think they should be a lock to cover and the over should be a lock. But my last over pick was incorrect, so hopefully I don't leave you guys in the wrong direction. The Rams have been good to me. I had them, uh, I believe it was plus two and a half last week against yeah, the Jags. Yeah, the Jags. So and... they've, uh, they, they've been impressing me. Well, let's go ahead and uh, go to the big one. Okay. The Super Bowl rematch. Whew. Falcons and the Patriots. I'm just here breathing in, breathing out. I, I just, I'm so excited to watch this game, and I don't really care who wins. I'm not going to bet on it. All I'm going to do <laughs> is sit back and enjoy the show. Just because of that, it might be a good one to stay away from, just to enjoy Oh, it. yeah, definitely. And you, <laughs> you don't want to root for either team unless you're a true fan. But uh, who do you have? Uh, it looks like uh, New England minus three. Okay. Which makes sense to me. Yes, definitely. I've got the Pats covering. 31-24. I have 38-33. Pats? Pats. Okay. Five-point win, and they're definitely going to cover over 55 points. I definitely have the over as well. It, now it's a uh, it's a high over, so I was skeptical. Yeah, I mean higher than most, but you know what? This is we all know about the Pats' passing defense. Yes. Uh, at the same time, I worry about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones' chemistry right now. I feel like I mean they're struggling to even hook up for one touchdown. That's and they also might be without Sanu. That's crazy. No Sanu. And another thing is, I don't understand what Matt Ryan's going through right now. Yeah. And I I don't know if it's the chemistry. He can't find the target, but. He's only thrown six touchdowns this year. And another alarming thing about him only throwing six touchdowns, he's thrown six picks. Yeah. And that's not that's nowhere we nowhere near last year's. Where's uh, Freeman and Coleman? I just feel like that was their dynamic duo last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's like if one's playing amazing, the other one's not there. Yeah. And last year they were killing it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we can both agree that even though they're struggling, they're not gonna struggle against this Pat's defense. No, that Pat's defense is terrible. Brady is, uh, on the other side of the ball, number one in total yards. No yes. surprise there. He's utilizing so many weapons this year. Oh, Kevin yeah. Hogan, Brandon Cooks, Amendola, a healthy Gronk. Edelman's out, and they're acting like it never even happened. It's unbelievable. And by the way, Brandon Cooks and uh, Gronkowski, both in the top ten in receiving oh. yards. I thought that was very telling. Sick. I mean, that's this is, this is typical Patriots offense. If they had a halfway decent defense, we'd be talking about an undefeated team. Dude, so listen to this. Check this out. This is what was kind of funny and why I don't think the Patriots a lock for the Super Bowl this year. These guys are number one in total yards. They're dead last in total yards allowed. Yeah. That's that's night and day. And you can't – there's only so much time you can keep up. I mean – Yeah, definitely. I, and their record shows that. Yeah, I don't think – I don't think they're going to they're gonna be uh, the number one team at the end, but they're going to have no problem with the Falcons. And I'm actually kind of glad – if the Falcons lose, because that's three straight by the defending NFC South champions. They lost to the Bills and the Dolphins. And mind you, they only put up 17 points in both those games. Yeah. This is an explosive offense. No excuse. Big time. And I, The Bucks need all the help they can get. Yeah, the Bucks so. need all the help they can get. The, the Saints are the best team in this division. Oh, oh easily. I think. I mean, easily. I know there's, it's a toss-up with the Panthers there, but. I, I think when, when, the money, when you put your money on it, you got to pick the Saints because they have a better quarterback and I think a better rushing attack. McCaffrey's great out of the backfield, but he's not the pure runner. That... Ingram is the guy. Yeah, Ingram is the man there. All right, well, that was fun. I think we can uh, move on over to the underdogs. This is my favorite thing. It's uh, the dog at time. Ho, ho! Yeah, and it's your favorite thing because you're kicking my ass <laughs> So right what's now. the score? 
So you've called two really good games so far. <laughs> you had uh, Michigan State over Michigan. Yes, I did. Plus 13. And then you had the call of the week last week. If you guys didn't listen, oh my god. <laughs> I just knew too. Pittsburgh was going to come out slanging it, running it, holding it down. I, I, the sad thing is I have Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. But, you know, you just get that feeling, and you knew the way Ben Roethlisberger, he was going to go. It's like a chess player, a chess mastermind. When they get beat, they don't just give up and tank. Like, like he's going to go and work hard. He's going to study because he's going to come out more effective the next game. I, I, I know he didn't have the best game, but he did what it took to win. All right. I think I gave you enough time to brag. You got 12 and a half out of that. <laughs> so you're sitting at 25, 25. And what are you at? I'm at 9.5. Okay. Hey, but one thing about the underdogs, you you get two to win, you're back in Oh, it. big time. I got one last week. Uh, I called, uh, what was it? The, um, the Bears, Bears yeah. over the Ravens, plus six. And then I had Chargers over Giants the week before. So that's where we're at. And here's what I'm going with this week. Okay. Let me see. Let me hear it. I'm going to start with my Cincinnati Bengals. Speaking oh, of the Steelers. Oh, my God. Cincinnati Bengals it. plus five. <laughs> Three straight wins. <laughs> Here we go. God, everyone's just like crapping on the poor Pittsburgh Steelers. They win one week. People are picking up to lose the next. This is a big one. I mean, our uh, defense with perfect back. Yes, definitely. And we and uh, Pac-Man playing well. I mean, it's. I have faith in this team, and I have faith in the way that Dalton played against the Bills, and I have faith in the way he played against the Browns. Yeah, no, definitely. I I, I don't. I don't know if I'd put money on this game, but I was thinking about this could be a good money line for you to take on, on the Bengals. Sure. So I do like the pick. Seminole fans, cover your ears. Uh-oh. I have Louisville, Uh-oh. plus seven. And plus seven? Are you kidding me? I don't care that's at Florida State. There's no way that Florida State's winning, right? No, I I mean, that's what I was thinking, and they're, I, I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're that talented. No. And Lamar Jackson has been balling out. Yeah, he's been playing excellent. And he has been, but no one's talking about it because they keep losing football games. But yeah. have you seen his highlight reel this year? I, I, I watch his highlight reel. I watch every single touchdown he scores, even if I don't watch the game, because he is a freak. He's bigger, he's faster, and he can throw better this year. And my last one is a flyer. I believe it's another Pac-12 after dark edition. Oregon got slaughtered last week, but I'm still <laughs> a believer. I got Oregon over UCLA, plus six and a half. I like it a lot. All right, so <laughs> let's see. Rosen is not – he is not what I thought he was. Rosen's going to be one of those quarterbacks <laughs> who goes into the NFL, and he's going to be so hyped, and he's going to get crapped on so bad. But I love Rosen as a person. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, everything. He's an intelligent, bored college student. He's one of those kids that have just he, – he's been hyped since he was nine. Yeah, he's not going to live up to it. All right, so let me tell you about my <laughs> – I know you've got a double-digit one. Because that's how you're winning these games. I don't have a double-digit one. Oh, okay. And uh, the funny thing about this is it's going to be really hard for you to come back. (laughs) Oh, great. Go ahead. So I'm going to start with my first one. Louisville. Oh, come on. Florida State. (laughs) Come on, Brad. You can't do that to me. That was so easy. Everyone and their mom is betting Louisville in that game. I'm out. (laughs) This is done. Okay, okay, okay. This one is going to come with shock to you. It's not the same. Good. I have Boston College over Virginia. They're a five-point dog. Okay, that's trendy. And I think I'm just – I think Boston College is trending up. It's one of those flyers. Virginia, yeah. they're just they're just hanging around flatlining. So, you know, I, I, I'd put my money on it for sure. It'd be, it'd be worth it. 
Um, and my last one. Just wait for it. I'm waiting. I'm going to go with Oregon over UCLA. You are the worst. You are the worst kind of person. So, guys, I just want to let you know about this. We don't look at each other's picks. We don't even <laughs> tell each other who we're picking to win the games until we do this and we record. I just think great minds thought alike this time. That's what it looks like to me. So, at least we'll be trending up, but it looks like this isn't going to be the week I gain any ground on you. No. What, what's what's your middle – what's the middle game that you have? That the you, Bengals. Bengals. Five. Five points the most you can get. But, hey – I think I'm going to clean sweep. Bengals are going to lose. So I, I think I'm still going to gain another five on you. We'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to episode three. And as always, welcome to the house. And put your money where your mouth is. Peace out. Peace out.